never know who will be on Cats at Night. There's a lot of common sense Democrats that don't have the courage to stand up to say, enough is enough, stop this nonsense. And what's going to happen in the banking industry, you're not going to have enough courageous bankers to, to say, to say no. no. Cats at Night, weeknights at 5 on 77 WABC. WABC Traffic and Transit. Hello, test, testing. You know, we got a whole new system here. Uh, new microphone. Sounds like the old microphone. Hello um, and welcome. The Greg Kelly Show, indeed. America is on fire. You know, local news, I used to hate, I loved it as a kid, and then I grew up a little bit, and then I realized, you know what, they're just messing with our heads. They're only pretending things are falling apart. They want you to think that uh, the world is coming to an end. They want you to be worried, so you'll watch their silly content, stick around through the commercials, and then come back for more. Those stupid teasers coming up at 11. Fire in the Bronx, details. Like, just all these little stupid head games they played for... Well, they still play them. Watch the local news. I was in that for a long time. They want you to think that everything is coming apart. They've worked that way for decades. As crime was going down, hype about crime continued to go up. They were just making everybody, they tried to make people worried. (laughs) Now it's a total opposite situation. We have a genuine crime crisis. And they're all pretending that it's fine. They're all pretending that it's white supremacists that you have to worry about. Neo-Nazis, they're out there somewhere. They're plotting your demise. Yes, we have to. White supremacy and systemic racism. And now we have a genuine crime crisis. And a big chunk of it was brought on because of that fake news narrative. Systemic racism. The cops are racist. The cops, the police were invented to stop, to actually promote slavery. Yes, yes, yes. You have a right to resist arrest. Absolutely. The whole damn system is corrupt. Right? Yeah, right on. Yeah. Yeah, slavery. Slavery is the reason. Yeah. I don't have to obey no laws. Slavery happened 400 years ago. Hey, slavery happened 2,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago. Slavery most of the world tragically had slaves. It's all over the place. I, I, this is not what I'm going to really focus on today, but Jesus talks about slavery in the Bible. The master of his home appoints one of his slaves to look after, and if he's a good slave, he does this. If he's a bad slave, he does that. All these parables that Jesus spoke, spoke about slavery. Gone with the wind. You can no longer watch it. And if you do watch it, they'll give you a big warning about how potentially upsetting it is because of all the racism, because of all the slavery. Actually, they do do that. So if they're doing that for Gone with the Wind, they're pretty soon going to do it for the Bible. And worse, they're going to go at their, you know what, it's probably going to be easier for them to try to cancel the Bible because we have so many people who just don't give a damn anymore. They have believed the world. They have believed the lies about the greatest force in the universe, the the force that created you and me, God, his son, Jesus. Yes, they are real. And they are 
waiting, available to each and every one of us at any given moment. But the world has corrupted the the view that so many have of the perfect beings. And if they can do this to HBO, if HBO can do this to uh, Gone with the Wind, they did it already. Now listen to this. If you download HBO on HBO uh, Max uh, and you want to watch Gone with the Wind, before they let you watch it, you got to listen to this professor lecture you about how bad the movie is. Cut 48. The film represents enslaved black people in accordance with longstanding stereotypes as servants notable for their devotion to their white masters or for their ineptitude. And the film's treatment of this world through a lens of nostalgia denies the horrors of slavery as well as its legacies of racial inequality. Stay off my television. (laughs) That's HBO, Woke Company. You know what else does that? Fox. Fox Classics. If you download... uh, Uh, Gone with the Wind, they tell you about Fox does not promote or endorse slavery. Oh, thank you. For a moment there, I didn't realize. (laughs) Um, At least you can still watch it. Although, quite frankly, I don't think I ever have watched it. I don't think I've ever sat through Gone with the Wind. But I want to someday. I mean, I want to have the right. I want to have the ability, and I don't want to be lectured by... uh, that pretty snooty know-it-all professor telling me about, <laughs> uh, about uh, how re- – was slavery really glorified? I don't think so. I actually don't think so. I've been somewhat familiar with the movie. I don't think Hattie McDaniel, who played uh, one of the slaves, and she was terrific. She was so good. She won a Best Supporting Actress Award, an Oscar. This is Hattie McDaniel. When she won Oscar for uh, playing a uh, a slave in Gone with the Wind, you think she would have given such a heartfelt speech if she felt compromised, if she felt somehow disrespected? I don't think so. Here's that beautiful speech all these years later. Uh, cut 49. Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Science, fellow members of the motion picture industry and honored guests. This is one of the happiest moments of my life. And I want to thank each one of you who had a part in selecting me for one of the awards. For your kindness, it has made me feel very, very humble. And I shall always hold it as a beacon for anything that I may be able to do in the future. I sincerely hope I shall always be a credit to my race and to the motion picture industry. My heart is too full to tell you just how I feel. And may I say thank you. (laughs) God bless you. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that absolutely beautiful? When are they going to take away her Oscar because she portrayed a slave? Is that going to happen? Could that happen? We're whitewashing everything. Everything is turned on its head. I could see that happening. In the meantime, today, let's get to today. Uh, In Washington, D.C., they are trying to pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. Ooh, wow. It's a, wow. Does that sound beautiful or what? That sounds very, very prestigious. 700 pages. I downloaded it this morning. I got it stacked up. I'll show you how monumental this thing is. Seven, it's basically a convoluted way of making voter ID illegal. Voter ID, which 80% of the country supports, 80% of the country supports. It makes total sense to get into an office building. You need ID to, uh, 
get into a restaurant. You got to tell them you're vaccinated in New York City. It's no big deal. We're accustomed to that. Bill de Blasio, one of the first things he did uh, when he uh, became mayor, he said, every young person has to carry ID. No ifs, ands, or buts. It's unacceptable. Remember that? He used to say that all the time. It's unacceptable. Hey, talk about a guy we're not going to be hearing from ever again, Bill de Blasio. Uh, Bye-bye. Anyway, having ID is is something you have to do. This bill makes it essentially illegal to require it. There is a great big uh, – there's so much wiggle room in this thing. You could roll out of bed or more more than likely somebody else will roll you out of bed, get you to the polling station, tell you how to vote. This is a way, I believe, for them to sanctify and even glorify the stealing of elections. You can call it the John Lewis Voting Rights Act to your blue in the face. This is a corrupt bill. And thank God for those founding fathers. It really is. They were so wise that they developed this system. The bicameral uh, legislature, you got the Senate, you got the House, you got the judicial branch, you've got the executive branch. They anticipated some nut job like uh, Joe Biden coming along sooner or later. You can't pull this on the American people. Thank God. It's, a, it, it's narrow. It's a 50-50 Senate, but they're holding And there are a couple of Democrats in the mix who know something weird is happening. That Joe Manchin from West Virginia, he's fantastic uh, on on, on most things. And um, and even that Kristen Sinema, uh, she's great as well. She's not taking any crap. I love it. I love it. It's an exciting time to be alive. I know. Can you feel it? The tide is turning. You You can only screw with us so much, you know? People are waking up. And not that they were asleep, but people have better things to do than watch MSNBC all day long. Speaking of which, they're up to their old tricks. They love to go to Trump rallies and find people who, you know, don't write or talk or post on social media for a living. They've got real jobs in the real world. That means they have real ability and real smarts and real insight, unlike the people you see on TV, by the way. So what do they do? They get them talking about things they haven't talked about before and get them to look silly in their eyes. In the end, they almost always fail because the goodness of these people, it still comes through, and it's it's an amazing thing. It really is. So Fortunately, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act will go down, just like the Build Back Whatever bill went down. Uh, what will Joe have next? What is he going to have to shout about next, really? I mean, the voting rights thing is just because the Build Back Better didn't work out. What is he going to do? I think he's going to quit. I think he's probably going to have to quit. And that's why they got to get uh, Kamala out of there. They don't want her becoming president. Jill certainly doesn't. Did you hear that Joe Biden spent one quarter of his presidency so far in Delaware? Delaware! Don't you do anything you can to get out of Delaware? I've been to Delaware many times. It's not the kind I, – I, you pass through it. You, you drive through it on your way to Washington. You drive through it in about eight minutes. What the hell do you do in Delaware all day long? Delaware? Why would he spend so much time in Delaware? He's got to have some sort of private hospital. I'm pretty convinced. He's got some sort of blood transfusion, vitamin drip, uh, 
uh, nucleic acid transfer project going. Something weird is happening. Well, wait a second. Didn't Trump play golf a lot? <laughs> he was a golf course engineer, designer, and owner. That was his work. Listen to him. That's where he did some negotiating. He brought the Japanese guy out to the golf course to negotiate with him on the golf course. You ever see him play golf, by the way? He doesn't play golf like, uh, well, I don't play golf, like uh, like your next-door neighbor does, you know, where it's relaxation. This guy's intense. This guy moves. It's all business all the time. Hey, by the way, you maybe you saw my Newsmax show. A lot of people are tuning in. We uh, did a deep dive into his speech. One thing I did not mention the guy, it's, it's incredible. He's getting younger. He's getting younger in appearance. Uh, he, he has more energy. It's incredible. I've never seen anything like this. Now, Donald Trump was born, I believe, in 1946, June of 1946. How old does that make him? Anybody? That means he's going to be he's 75, right? He'll be 76 this year. He's only Three years younger, four years younger, three and a half years younger than Joe Biden. Three and a half, 35 years younger than Joe Biden. Anyway, it's getting interesting. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm not that crazy about DeSantis. Oh, and we got to support Dr. Roz. You folks in Pennsylvania, you got an opportunity to pick a world-class transformational figure for the United States Senate. And I think he's absolutely awesome. A great man with true ability expertise in something else. I want you to look for that in your next candidate. Not these hacks, not these people who all they know how to do is ask for money and votes and favors. People like Oz who can replace your heart. People like Trump who could replace a building. I mean, guys like that who know something, they bring so much skill. Not like Joe and his goofy smile. All right, more in a second. Rudy Giuliani. I want to talk about something right here. Is on. Affecting you and me. America's mayor. The mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. Is here to talk to you. Weekdays at 3.55 p.m. You were listening to commercials. I was listening to horrendous country music. There are like two country music songs I like in the whole world. Not, uh, not what you just played. What the hell was that? Uh, ooh, country music. Now, what country music does anybody really like? Uh, they say Garth Brooks is good. I don't think so. Uh, uh, who do I like? I like, and I don't think it even counts as country music, Kenny Rogers. That stuff. Maybe a little bit of John Denver, but none of this other. What was that? Can you can you possibly play what you just what I had to endure? Can I possibly hear that for a second? My pickup and my. Hey, you've heard all the dumb jokes about this stuff, but. Uh, all right stop stop now why is it that i have to listen to that for three minutes and you guys get to listen to the commercials you tell me the listeners i mean what, i need to find songs that are exactly three minutes long and that one by dwight yoakam happened to be that dwight yoakam he's on my list he's on my enemies list that sounded like it was made 70 years ago dwight yoakam is like a current guy right how old is Dwight Yoakam? He, I don't think Dwight Yoakam's still alive. Well, all right. Well, good. His music sounds like it's uh, 200 years old. That's enough. Hey, hey, hey. Well, three minutes long. Just, uh, uh, I'm traumatized by this. All right. No, n- enough about that. Uh, 
The radicalization of America has happened. You'll hear, oh, Donald Trump, he radicalized his supporters, radicalized his supporters all day long, radicalized his supporters. January 6th, he incited them. Number one, no, he didn't. We've had seven years now of Trump rallies. I was at the very first one, June 16th, 2015, when he came down the escalator. I, Greg Kelly, was in the room. I was there as a matter of curiosity. My uh, co-anchor at the time, Rosanna Scotto, said, you want to check it out? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? It's on the way home. What's he going to do anyway? New reality TV show. Uh, He's going to have proof that Obama was, in fact, not born in America. Remember that old birth certificate thing? I mean, what's going to happen? Who knows? But anything could happen. And he just, I officially declare for president of the United States. And it was amazing. I sat there and I was dumbfounded, especially this moment right here. This was the big game changer. And this is when I'm like, I, I it's weird, but I felt like I felt the earth move. I feel the earth. Where is that part? Uh, da, 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 not, not that part. Not that part. Ah, yes. Here's uh, this is June 16th of 2015. Donald Trump cut 37. Our country is in serious trouble. We don't have victories anymore. We used to have victories, but we don't have them. When was the last time anybody saw us beating, let's say, China in a trade deal? They kill us. Yeah. He's, uh, that resonated with me. I think I gave Rosanna a look like, yeah, you know, you're right, right? When's the last time? How long has it been since we've been to the moon? How, how long has it been since something we did really something cool? Instead of getting our ass kicked by ISIS, huh? Hey, by the way, you don't hear about ISIS anymore, do you? Do you? It dominated the last two years of Obama's administration. And then Trump came in. He essentially revamped the rules of engagement, the ROE. He called that Mattis in, and for a little while, Mattis was pretty effective and said, I want to beat ISIS. How do we do it? Then he went over there, and we beat them. What the hell's going on with the music? I don't know if I like this new schedule. All right. Be right back. Post Nerdly, a.k.a. James Golden. Weekdays at 4 p.m. on 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. So the financial fallout from COVID-19 is about to hit home. To pay for mountains and federal aid, the government has printed massive amounts of money, dramatically weakening the U.S. dollar. According to some of the brightest minds on Wall Street, your money is about to hit a wall. That means inflation, reduced purchasing power, and a shrinking portfolio. Mass money printing is a currency killer, and China could not be happier right now. Call now for a free copy of The Dollar's Last Stand. Learn about debt cycles, hyperinflation, and the dollar's expiration date, because there is one. Most importantly, see if you qualify to trade your dollars for gold with an instant $5,000 gold credit. Call 1-888-993-9332. The Chinese virus has crushed the American dollar. Please don't let it crush you. The world's largest hedge fund says diversify right now. Call 1-888-993-9332 for a free copy of The Dollar's Last Stand and see if you qualify to trade your paper bucks for solid gold with an instant $5,000 gold credit. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. 
All right, to wrap this up. Hey, by the way, nobody likes country music. Nobody born on Long Island ever likes, no guy at least, likes country music who comes from Long Island. They'll say they like it when they meet a girl who says, oh, I really love country music. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, That's it. Nobody likes country music uh, from this region. Anyway, Donald Trump did not radicalize people. He inspired them. Okay? He inspired them. We had, in seven years, 300 or so, uh, maybe 400, uh, Trump rallies. You remember any violence at those rallies? Anybody being set on fire? Any cars being overturned? Any businesses being ruined? I know that one guy got punched in the face, and somebody... Somebody somewhere else got a wedgie. But other than that, basically, totally, totally, totally peaceful and safe. Meanwhile, Black Lives Matter summer and ever since 367 riots where property damage and injuries occurred. You stack those up to all the peaceful Trump rallies. Oh, what about January 6th? Okay, January 6th. Let's talk about January 6th. One day. And what about, and you guys never want to talk about it on the left, what about all that footage that I have, that I've shown, that you guys won't talk about? Even you, Adam Kinzinger, even you, Mitt Romney, what about the cops who stood on the side of the door saying, welcome to the Capitol? What about that little cop in the front of the Capitol who was waving people in? Uh, Let's see. What about the cop who shot Ashley Babbitt? I do think it was a false flag. We don't know yet the full extent of the FBI's involvement. Uh, It's one thing to have undercover agents to stop violence, but what if it's to facilitate it? What if it's to facilitate it? We had seven years of peace, and then one day, one day, and now they're using that one day to try to cancel the man who inspired, who inspired so many, not to riot, but to vote, to get active. Yeah, to take the country back. Peacefully, of course. Uh, You know what they don't talk about either? Their own radicalization. Their radicalization of the far left. Their radicalization of criminals. Criminals, um, you know, criminals used to know they were criminals. They used to know they're breaking the law. But now they've been told that those laws are unjust. Those laws are uh, systemically racist. The police. Police are actually inherently racist the police were created to catch slaves don't you know all that nonsense day in day out for two years and the overt cover-up the overt cover-up the george floyd case you know it's amazing i see some of these women lately uh, black women white women asian women victims of crimes michelle go who was pushed on the subway tracks by that maniac Uh, Crystal, young girl from Puerto Rico who was shot and killed in the Burger King on 110th Street. Uh, Brianna Kupfer, I think her name is, who was in that furniture store by herself before she was slaughtered by another lunatic. Uh, The police officer, beautiful police officer, female, shot and killed in Baltimore. I can go on and on. Now, my hypothesis is that those who are waging the violence feel emboldened by all the crap they've been fed for so long 
by the mainstream media, by Democrats. Crap like this. Cut 47. I support H.R. 40, which is the bill that has been proposed in Congress to establish a commission to look at reparations. It's five hundred billion dollars, 200 to 500 billion dollars payment of a debt that is owed. That is what reparations is. I believe it's time to start the national full blown conversation about reparations in this country. Germany paid reparations Mm -hmm. and they went through that process Mm -hmm. until America tells the truth about Mm -hmm. itself. We are not going to heal. He supported a study of reparations, which I believe is what's being discussed. So we have a national conversation. And when you have a national conversation, you get a lot of lunatics involved saying all kinds of weird stuff. Slavery. You know, uh, is that was that a AOC? Yes. You know, Germany did pay reparations for Holocaust survivors, i.e. those who went through the Holocaust and survived. You show me a slave in America who actually endured slavery. All right. Good luck with that. They're all dead now. Dead a long time. Reparations are beyond impractical. It's insane. And the ridiculous conversation has delegitimized our way of life, our government, our history, law enforcement. And now we have these maniacs rising up, rising up, almost like they were told to. Almost like they were told to. By the way, I mentioned the cover-up in the George Floyd case. Here's what I'm getting at there. Well, George Floyd, <laughs> you know, th- those women I just mentioned, they, why aren't they getting the attention of George Floyd? A violent criminal, by the way, held a knife to a pregnant woman's belly, insisting that she give up the drugs and the money or he was going to cut her open. That's why George Floyd went to jail in Texas, by the way. They don't talk about that too much, do they? They don't talk about all the other times he uh, pretended to have a medical episode with the cops so they would let him out of the back seat. That was an old trick, and he tried it on these cops as well. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. You can't leave me in here. I'm going to die. All right, we'll help you. Put me on the floor. Put me on the floor. All right, they put him on the floor. George Floyd should not have died. I can't figure out why Chauvin did it. Chauvin, even though, yes, the manual in the Minneapolis Police Department had a silly instruction that said you could put a knee on someone's neck to restrain them, it was there. I would have dismissed such a rule, found another way. Then again, I've never been charged with keeping a six foot two, 220 pound individual on the ground who doesn't want to be there. I've never had to do that. Have you? But here's the cover-up. Well, a lot of things have been de-emphasized. But this was, like, literally covered up. So Chauvin is there with his knee on the neck, and that should not have happened. And we see that video a billion times, and it gets everybody fired up. Why don't they ever show you the reverse angle? Why don't they ever show you that a black guy was also there, a police officer holding down Um, George Floyd. Why don't they ever talk about the Asian guy who was supervising the whole thing? There are a whole bunch of people who are subduing him, including a black person. Now, why don't they talk about that? Well, uh, that would undermine the narrative, wouldn't it? 
That would uh, you couldn't get your bang for the buck out of that story. We have one sick culture, don't we? One sick media culture. And this takes me, by the way, I know, I know this is going to annoy some of you, and I don't like doing that, but I have to. Because it could happen to you, it could happen to somebody you care about. Now let me start this way. Justice Kavanaugh. I do not know Brett Kavanaugh, but I know a couple of people who know him. And I was listening to his confirmation hearing. This is before Christine Blasey Ford came forward. And they're going through all of his recommendations and his schooling and all the FBI background checks he had to go through because he worked in the George W. Bush administration. He was the appointment secretary. I mean, he was as close to power and powerful as you can get. And he was like 30 years old. He had all these big jobs. And this guy was just great. It's amazing. Everybody loved him. Never a, not a blemish. Not a blemish. Now, was I ideologically on his side? Yeah, kind of. But I look, I didn't go through his I didn't go through his law school papers. I don't know what the hell. You know, conservative. Good enough for me. Trump likes him. Okay. And then Christine Blasey Ford comes forward with a cockamamie story. It really was. She didn't know the year. She didn't know the street. She didn't know anything. Oh, wait a second. Did she know the year? She might have known the year. Wait, no, I don't think she did know the year. She was like in the early 80s. Sometime in a summer. Don't know the house. Don't know anything. No details. Can't establish that she was ever in the same room with uh, Brett Kavanaugh. And the whole damn country stops to listen to her story. And people who are smart stand up and say, he must withdraw. <laughs> he must. And then the the guy defends himself, and they're like, hey, he does not have the temperament. He does not have the temperament to be a judge. He's fighting for his life. You guys are trying to kill him. Good for him. So I'm watching this at home. When was this? In the fall of uh, 2018. And quite frankly, I'm freaking out a little bit. I'm like, they're doing this to this guy. This guy worked at the White House when he was 27 years old. All right? This guy is smart. This guy went to Yale Law School. This guy has incredible recommendations. Everybody. Great family. And this kook comes out of nowhere and just starts saying stuff and blows up his life. That's not right, is it? Of course it isn't. She had no evidence, none, zero, nothing. This is still America, and that is not allowed to happen. So, fortunately, by the skin of his teeth and great emotional trauma inflicted upon his family, he was confirmed, and he's sitting on the Supreme Court. There's some grumbling out there because he wasn't so great on the uh, health care worker mandate ruling that they have to get their vaccinations. Uh, but he was pretty good on the other thing. Anyway, I like that he's there. And that brings me to Cuomo. You may not like Governor Cuomo. I may not like Governor Cuomo. You may have, like I did back in 2020, when he's enjoying all the attention, when everyone's talking about Cuomo sexuality and all those MILFs on uh, Sex in the City say they want to date him and they want to do him and they want to be with Andrew Cuomo. I'm sitting there and I'm saying, 
this guy's having too much fun. This guy's shutting down the damn state and he's enjoying himself. This guy has a tan. This guy signs a book deal and gets $5 million. This guy, to stick it to Trump, sends the hospital ship away that Trump sent. Why? Because it's a Trump ship. And then the nursing homes. Some of us were asking questions about the nursing homes very, very early. Those are all legitimate issues. All right? To talk about, to debate. Hell, you can even prosecute the guy. I don't know. I think they may even still be investigating him. Those are legitimate issues worthy of investigation and exploration. But for whatever reason, the Democrat media didn't want to. I don't know why. But they felt much more comfortable, and perhaps they felt they had no choice. When Letitia James, the state attorney general, put together a phony baloney report, because who can you question these days if you're a member of the media? A black woman. A black woman who says, believe women is about as untouchable as you get in America these days. Except if you're me. (laughs) Except if you've been through that and you know what it's like. She assembled liars. Liars. Lindsey Boylan, a liar. Brittany Camiso, a liar. Charlotte Bennett, a malicious, evil liar. And they had the nerve to put the state seal of New York on that bogus report to run Andrew Cuomo out of office for who knows what other agenda they really had. Well, now that he's gone, he's fighting back. And these liars that I just, and I will show you how they are liars, are being revealed. And it's amazing. Now, no one's watching because our sick, dopey, vapid society can't look at anything for more than two seconds before getting bored. And they all move on. But the liars are being found out. And Andrew Cuomo, for all of his faults, for all of his hangups, whatever's going on in that head, He did not deserve this, because if he gets it, I'm telling you, you can get it. And if it can happen at that level, with the whole damn world watching, our media, it could happen to you at the accountant's office. It could happen to you at the Long Island Railroad. It could happen to you at the hospital. Who are you going to call on to come to your aid? hmm? What are you going to do when the mob comes for you? We've got to fight back, and we've got to stick up for people, even if we don't like them. Because you know what we like? You know what we love? Law and order, fairness, due process. Make sense? Let me know. What the hell's our number here? 212-972. What is our number? I keep – where am I supposed to – I still can't read it. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Be right back. Greg Kelly. 77 WABC. The Other Side of Midnight gives you more chances for fun with Frank Morano. 
It's Frank Morano. Do you like money? Do you like radio? Can you answer trivia questions? Well, if so, you're in luck. For your chance to win $1,000, play the $1,000 Minute with me on 77 WABC every morning at 4.30. Answer 10 questions in a minute. Win a grand. Simple as that. I'll see you on the radio. The Other Side of Midnight, live and local, all night long, 77 WABC. Were you born from 1945 to 1965? People born during these years are five times more likely to have hepatitis C. But most people don't know they are infected. So even if you try to eat right, exercise, and take care of yourself, you can still have hepatitis C, a serious liver disease that often has no symptoms. In fact, people can live with hepatitis C for decades without feeling or looking sick. But over time, hepatitis C can cause serious health problems, including liver damage, liver failure, or even liver cancer. Getting tested is the only way to know if you're infected with hepatitis C. That's why the CDC recommends everyone born from 1945 to 1965 get a blood test for hepatitis C. Treatments are available that can cure this disease. So talk to your doctor about getting tested. It could save your life. A message from the CDC. The 77 WABC online store. Hey, folks, sit here. Go to WABCRadioStore.com and check out the new 77 WABC merchandise. From T-shirts and hats to jackets and bags, enter discount code BERNIEANDSIT15 for 15% off your purchase. What a great deal at WABCRadioStore.com. So many WABC items, you'll want to go, go, go to WABCRadioStore.com. Celebrating 100 years of real, real New York. 77 WABC. Real, real New York. This is Rabbi Joseph Potasnik of the New York Board of Rabbis. And this is Reverend A.R. Bernard from the Christian Cultural Center. Listen to The Rev and the Rabbi. Every Sunday morning at 7. On 77 WABC. Hey guys, sit here. Looking for that extra confidence when it's time to have fun? Let me tell you about BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time Time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Blue Chew's Sedanafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA. They prepare, they ship direct. It's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you can benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com. And guys, here's a special deal just for you. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code SAVE at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code SID to receive your first month free. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Pushback. What, what about the science? What do you mean pushback? Science, right? It's well, all political. It's all political. Fauci, he mentioned the CDC. From day one, has anybody gotten stuff more wrong than the CDC? Why would you continue to promote an organization that has screwed things up from day one? Bernie and Sid in the morning. Weekday morning, 6 to 10. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. News. 
news, opinion, and information. Never miss a headline. Like 77 WABC on Facebook. Financial fallout from COVID-19 is about to hit home. To pay for mountains and federal aid, the government has printed massive amounts of money, dramatically weakening the U.S. dollar. Right now, the best minds on Wall Street say your money is about to hit a wall. That means inflation, reduced purchasing power, a shrinking portfolio. Now, mass money printing is a currency killer, and China could not be happier. Call now for a free copy of The Dollar's Last Stand. Learn about debt cycles, hyperinflation, and the dollar's expiration date because there is one. Most importantly, see if you qualify to trade your dollars for gold with an instant $5,000 gold credit. The number is one 888 9939332 The Chinese virus has crushed the American dollar. Do not let it crush you. The world's largest hedge fund says diversify right now. Call 1-888-993-9332 for a free copy of The Dollar's Last Stand and see if you qualify to trade your paper bucks for solid gold with an instant $5,000 gold credit. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. Latest breaking news, uh, not much going on. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Peter in Basking Ridge, New Jersey, which I believe is where Tom Hanks went to the in the movie Big. Isn't that where he was hanging out? Hi, Peter. Hey, Craig, how you doing? Good. Say, uh, I'm Donald Trump. You know, he honors Americans all the time, uh, especially when he has his speeches. Let's talk about Charles McGee, the gentleman that was in the Tuscany Airmen who passed just this, uh, just this past weekend at 102. Oh. Now, news media put him out there, but it failed to mention that Donald Trump was honoring him. That was a shame. Uh, how did Donald Trump honor Charles McGee? Well, he showed up at one of his speeches at the Capitol, and he honored him uh, just like Rush Limbaugh. He stood oh, up. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, yeah. I kind yeah. of vaguely remember that now. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe it's one of the. I, I mean, I don't know. That's not breaking news. Let's face it. The guy was 102. That's great. Oh, but it's not breaking news. But let's put let's put in perspective what Donald Trump does for Americans. He re- he recognizes them. He, them. Yeah. Look, he gave a guy a shout out during the State of the Union. I mean, that's nice. Well, he's a serviceman. I know. I know. That's nice. I know. That's nice. I mean, there are a lot of things to like about Donald Trump. This is, I guess, one of them. But it's not, you know, I don't know if it's anyway. That's nice. Hey, uh, anything else? Yes. One last question. Uh, A colleague of yours that works at Newsmax, uh, Joseph Kenyon, who's running for the New York State Senate. Well, he's always running for the United States Senate against Chuck Schumer. And I hope he wins. He's going to be on my show tonight on Newsmax. At uh, sometime between 7 and 8. Joe Pinion, good man. Be right back. WABC Traffic and Transit. On the BQE eastbound, right at 58th Street, we've got delays coming in through the Kosciuszko Bridge up towards 58th Street. Uh, because of that, we're also looking at an accident in the Bronx eastbound on the Cross Bronx at the Bronx River Parkway. Traffic is slow from the George Washington Bridge out to the Bronx River Parkway. Uh, westbound Cross Bronx heavy from the uh, Sheridan out to the GW. And a lot of traffic on the Deegan southbound from Fordham Road into the Cross Bronx. Northbound heavy from the 140s up to the Cross Bronx Expressway. I'm Jay Trelanks, WABC. About Ashley Babbitt to find out what the hell's going on, but he won't because he's owned, because he's compromised. 
He said he wanted to unify the country. He didn't take my advice. They said he should go visit those January 6th prisoners over Christmas. Didn't do that. I told him uh, in his inauguration speech, he talked all about unity. Okay, a couple of things. Actually, I wanted them to do it in the speech. Number one, get big tech off the backs of conservatives. You may not be able to make that happen by fiat, by some sort of uh, measure, but the bully pulpit, perhaps. Tell big tech to stay the hell out of it. That would have been nice. Number two, he could have called off the phony impeachment of then ex-president Donald Trump. He didn't. What was the other big thing I wanted them to do? I mean, that impeachment was nowhere. It was obviously a joke. He let it go forward. Not that I, he ever stood much of a chance with me, but that's when he lost it all. And then, of course, he didn't January 6th. I mean, enough. Let those guys go. Some of them didn't break anything. Some of them didn't hurt anybody. If you punched a cop, by all means. But short of that, I mean, all right, talking about it day after day after day, the hearings, Adam Kinzinger, Liz Cheney, Cheney, and Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney, I saw him walk right into it, walks into every trap they set for him. He just wants to be liked. They just want to be loved. All right. Ashley Babbitt, once again, unarmed woman, but not just any unarmed woman, an unarmed white woman who supports Trump. And what does that mean? That means she has about zero status, according to the mainstream media, but one of the most powerful and greatest people who ever lived sticks up for her. Cut 33. And an out-of-control dope, a real dope. I watched this guy being interviewed. They wanted to protect him, so they wanted to keep him. He couldn't get on television fast enough. The guy who shot Ashley Babbitt for no reason. This guy couldn't get on television fast enough. He's so proud of himself. Let's see how he could do without the protections that he got. And by the way, if that happened the other way around... They'd be calling, let's bring back the electric chair. That's what they'd be calling for. He's a disgrace the way he shot Ashley. Totally. And he's also a great big dummy. And that political, uh, I'm sorry, the police department, political police department, the Capitol Hill police, for for them not to fire this guy, there isn't a police department in America who would keep this guy on duty. And listen to what he says right here. You know, he did. Trump is right. He went on television, couldn't go on television fast enough. And why did he go on TV? Because I think he wanted the he wanted a little bit of recognition. I think he wanted a little bit of money, even though he didn't lose a paycheck, skip a paycheck, nothing. He got a gold medal for all this, got all the money. But his wife's uh, home economics business, I think she made cookies or something, they say took a hit. Sales were down 30%. What the hell was she selling? How much money was really coming in? They got a GoFundMe page set up for him, and who knows what the hell else is coming in his direction. So here he is, Lieutenant Michael Byrd, the dope, as President Trump accurately described him. Listen to this. This is very, very incriminating. This is one of the reasons why he shouldn't have gone on television, by the way. I don't like the guy, whatever, but, I mean, um, he did himself no favors. Now, fortunately for him, the media is corrupt. Prosecutors are looking the other way. The Justice Department wants to say this is all fine. It wasn't. And this is the kind of statement he makes right here that could get, well, 
A police officer in any other department in the country indicted. Go. I didn't even know it was a female until hours way later, sometime later on that night, uh, before I even found out that it was a female. And, you know, because the call of shots fired had went out, um, you know, it was later I, you know, found out that the uh, subject did not have a weapon, but there was no way to know that at that time. And I could not fully see her hands or what was in the backpack or what the intentions of. Could not see if she had a weapon or not. Could not see her hands. Did not know what was in the backpack. Did not know her intentions. All right, blast away. You see no weapon. Well, all right, I'm going to shoot. Oh, my gosh, the person has a backpack. Pow, pow, pow. I don't know what her intentions are. Bang! What a dope. What a dope. And we're going to stand around and pretend that this is normal? That's what what they want to do. That's what they can do, by the way. That's all they're equipped to do. Because we have such a disgusting and dishonest conversation underway about race in America. You know, half the reports about that poor woman who was killed, murdered in that furniture store in Los Angeles. Look, I'm not in L.A., but I'm kind of wondering, hey, what does the guy look like? Uh, Is there a description of him? Good luck finding a description of the guy. Let me fill in one big blank. He's black. Now, why would they leave that out? Why are they demonizing white people? Nobody should be demonized. I want the facts accurately reported. Why are we being so dishonest? It starts at the top. Joe Biden, early in his administration, runs to Atlanta after the massage spa shootings. He can't get there fast enough to declare it's anti-Asian hate. Spun by white supremacists. Remember that? Big problem, though. The sheriff said uh, the guy had a sex addiction. This had nothing to do with race. Big problem, though. Uh, The FBI said, uh, yeah, no, this has nothing to do with race. This guy's a kook. Doesn't matter. I'm going to come, Joe Biden, with my vice president. We're going to say it was all about race. Why? Because there's political points to be made here. And maybe we can distract from the real anti-Asian hate that's going on that happens to be waged by people of a different color. Hmm? That's happening. Hell, it happened Monday to Michelle Goh, pushed on the train tracks. Pushed on the train tracks by some maniac who said he was God. And then Eric Adams tells me it's all in my head. It's all in your head. It's all in your head. No one's going down there anymore who can afford not to because it's dangerous. He says these mental patients need attending to. As I said before, I don't want them attending to me. Standing right in front of me demanding a dollar. Yo, you got a dollar? In the old days, I would say no. Now I just look dazed and confused and stare off into space, and maybe I mutter something so they'll think I'm crazy. 
I've actually tried that a couple of times. Act crazy so the crazy people will stay away from you. Um, then you got kids down there who are changing. They're changing. There's something different about them. Uh, let me see if I can figure out this mystery. Uh, live radio. Yes, I know. Oh, yes. They're high on weed. Hey, whatever happened to K2? It's still out there. The most powerful pot in the world. All pot, by the way, is like a thousand times more powerful than the, what they were smoking during uh, Woodstock and 60s and the 70s at a Grateful Dead concert. That stuff was like Tic Tacs compared to this. That was nothing compared to the... Hey, I happen to know firsthand. <laughs> I, I do. I'm not a pot smoker. I tried this stuff maybe five times in my life. It took me five times to finally learn the lesson. Don't ever do this again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had what you call a bad trip. A very bad trip. Candlelight vigil for victim of the Times Square subway attack. Uh, another vigil. Maybe I'll put something up on Facebook. Mainstream media will try to downplay this because there's no white supremacy angle. Damn it. Why can't they make this a white supremacy thing? Shoot. For all the talk of white supremacy, when was a white supremacist charged with actually doing something against people of color? In this country. When does that happen? Happens like six times a year. Tops. In places like the northern tip of Idaho. You you never hear about it. Because it never... 300 million people in this country. And oh, by the way, did did you see my Newsmax show? I, I went into some detail about this. Some guy, an Islamic radical terrorist, goes into a synagogue in Texas... Holds three people hostage, including the rabbi, demands that his radical Islamic extremist sister, anti-Semitic sister, who's in federal prison on a variety of charges, be released immediately. And they say that's not terrorism. They actually said it out loud. This is not terrorism. Uh, The FBI. What the hell happened to the FBI? You got that clip from the FBI? Uh, I hope so. 34. Cut 34, please. Uh, we, we, we do believe from our engagement with this subject that he was singularly focused on one issue, uh, and it was not specifically related to the Jewish community, uh, but we're continuing to work to find motive, and, and we will continue on that path. The Federal Bureau. In terms of Bureau. the resolution of the incident, uh, the, the hostage taker is deceased. The hostage taker is deceased, like he died in his sleep. They shot the guy. What the hell's happening to these people? It's okay. We can handle it. That's okay. You're FBI, we want that from you. We want that from you. When hostages, their lives are at risk, it's okay to kill the guy. It's not okay for you to deny what we all know, that this is terrorism. Now, what is it up, what's up with Democrats and, 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 and having a hang-up about this? Remember Benghazi? This smacks of Benghazi. Benghazi in Texas. They don't want to call Benghazi terrorism. Why? I don't know. The Democrats get very, very touchy about that. 
for all of George W. Bush's faults. I don't remember him getting touchy about calling 9-11 terrorism. It was terrorism. Very strange. Very strange. All right. It's time. It's time. Slightly new format here. That's okay. That's okay. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. Greg Kelly. The latest breaking news and opinions. Entertaining and informative. Hey, is it possible we've been looking at weight loss in the wrong way? Leading weight loss experts at the Skinny Center in Westchester have helped thousands shed from five pounds to 125 pounds. What is their secret? Well, losing weight is an internal process. Too often we look at just the obvious things, you know, exercise and uh, dieting, changing our diet, and we hope that's going to do the trick. Well, we're often disappointed. The doctors at the Skinny Center, what they do, they take an in-depth look at what's lurking on the inside, and they pinpoint any biological changes that we may have to make. Uh, with the results of my testing, they were able to identify steps I needed to take to protect my health and manage my weight for the long term. Contact them today. The number is 914-703-4811. 914-703-4811 or go to theskinnycenter.com. You won't be disappointed. Theskinnycenter.com. This is The Greg Kelly Show. I, uh, I'm still mystified by dog parks. You know, dog parks in the city and every all these different dogs get together and, uh, and they don't fight. When I was a kid... Dogs, they fought each other all the time. If one dog saw another, they just went nuts. God forbid if they got off the leash. There was a dog down the block from me, Prince. The Dempseys had him, a German Shepherd, beautiful dog. But he's always getting into fights and getting his face scratched up. And now I see, I'm looking on the TV right now. There's a great big Great Dane right next to a poodle, and they're getting along just fine. Although that would not be a nice fight at all. The other thing... It's very beautiful. You know, I have uh, two kids now, two. My wife and I have two children. It's amazing. Uh, one, she just gave birth uh, December 3rd, so she's not yet two months old. I don't know what the hell to make of her yet. <laughs> I mean, I love her. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, she's just kind of, uh, well, I will tell you this. Her eyes have finally straightened out. She was kind of cross-eyed there for a while, which, you know, I was a little bit concerned about, but they say that's natural, that's normal, and no big deal, and now she's got eye muscles and everything's working out there. You know, she cries, and she looks, and then she cries, and then she sleeps, and that's great. I look forward to future conversations with her. The two-year-old, she's almost two. Now what she's doing, you know, she wasn't much of a cuddler. Now she runs right up to me and wants to be held. It's very, very nice. You feel like the most important person in the universe, and I guess... I kind of am uh, for her for the time being until she gets to middle school. And then, you know, that's going to be complicated. All right, real quick. Uh, Beth in Kentucky. Ooh, how are you? What's going on? Kentucky, what's that all about? Oh, hey, hey. Hi. How are you today? Fine. Howdy. Fine. Good. Yeah, I'm call- I called about your statement on country music with Dwight Yoakam. Yes, you are probably offended deeply. I'm not even from here, but... <laughs> Where would you be from? Uh, South Alexandria. Kentucky? Where? No, Alexandria, Virginia. Well, that's like right outside Washington. You sound like... Uh, I know. You know sound, yeah. Mm-hmm. You sound like Dorothy, yeah. uh, Dorothy Parton or D- Dolly Parton. You know, my cousins live on right next to her big property down in Gallenberg, but that's besides the point. 
I'm, I'm a transfer because my parents moved back to Kentucky. I see. But Dwight Yoakam was born about two counties away from me in eastern Kentucky. And he does have like that twangy sound in his voice. That's what I call it, twang. Is, yeah. Hey, let's forget about Dwight. Let's talk about you. Okay. Me. You sound terrific. I'm serious. Well, Every you. Not all uh, – what's, what's your deal? What do you do? How old are you? All right. Being a female, I will now tell you I am 62. Well, you sound like you're 32, quite frankly. Oh, great. I'll take that one. And what else is going on down there? What's your situation? Well, right now, uh, we've had snow. Love it. And uh, school's called off. I'm at my front window, and I'm spinning at my spinning wheel. No kidding. So you're in great shape. Yes, I do exercise, take a lot of walks. I have a pound dog, and we walked. Yesterday we played out in the snow for a good hour, running around the neighborhood because there's no traffic. Beth, I think you got it all going on. What's the family situation like? Um, My husband is a truck driver. My son is a CPA. My daughter-in-law is an attorney. My son-in-law works for the United States government, and his wife, who worked the school system in um, the counties up around Alexandria, now takes care of their only daughter, my first grandchild. That's amazing. Um, Hey, you're from Kentucky. What do you think of that Mitch McConnell guy? I'm on again, off again affair with him. <laughs> Don't say affair. I gotta tell you, my mom. But you know you, what you I mean can, by that. Not, you know well, I, mean? I do, but your voice is so amazing, and you're there, and your husband's on the road, and I don't want to think about it. All right. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I don't like it. I'm just teasing. So, uh, no. look, uh, for me, I can't stand Mitch McConnell. What do you think of Rand Paul? I love him. Love him. Love him. Me too. Me too. Well, I just love him. I've seen him before, and all that jazz here, and Gary Holland. I love that how you throw that in there every now and then. That little thing you do with you know, what what does your son work for again? What what does he work for? The U.S. What? Uh, son-in-law. He works for the United States government. Amazing. Well, Beth, do me a favor. Keep in touch. Uh, you're the best. I appreciate you tuning in from Kentucky, everybody. Kentucky. That is a first for this show. To be continued. Okay, Beth. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye bye. Bye bye. I might have been a bit too flirty there. I think I got a little carried away, but she was terrific. What a voice. All right, the music is time to go. All right, bye. Be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Have you reached your own personal debt ceiling? Are you buried in bills and trying to keep up with all the credit cards, signature loans, interdebt loans, and timeshares? Get off that treadmill and get some total financial freedom. If you owe more than $10,000, the team at Total Financial Freedom has been doing a great job for 15 years of helping people like you resolve their debts and cut payments in half. Don't believe me. Give them a call at 800-297-7411. Call now and ask them about the free book. It's called The Debt Dietitian. Mention me, Greg Kelly, and they'll get it to you extra fast. It's a free book. When you call, learn how to easily cut your payments. You will appreciate their team, and they are like-minded people with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and zero complaints. Call Total Financial now, 800 800- 297-7411-800-297-7411. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative.
I hear all the time for people who say uh, Trump should uh, not talk about the election. You know, why is he looking backwards? He's got to look forward. You know, uh, no, I disagree with that. I think he should talk about the election. I'm going to start talking about the election. Now, for a while, I'll admit it, I kind of shied away from it because of all that stupid hype about January 6th. For a while, it was like, oh, gosh, you know, you talk about the election, you're supporting the insurrection. Well, first of all, there was no insurrection. Secondly, shut up. (laughs) We saw 400 riots screaming, yelling, shouting, killing people during Black Lives Matter. We know what it really looks like. And then you look closely, you look at the evidence of January 6th. You see all that went on, all that didn't go on. I do believe it's a false flag operation. Why did those cops step away? Why did those cops walk away just before Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed? What the hell really happened there? Why won't the FBI give a full accounting of their agents, where they were, what they did that day, what their actions were? Were they trying to prevent violence or were they facilitating violence? These are all very, very valid questions. All right. So we have to talk about the election. And here's another reason. You know, Trump shouldn't talk about the election. He needs to move. Well, easy for you to say you didn't run and potentially have that election stolen from you. Now, I know this is light years short of what Trump went through, but it reminds me of something that happened to me. It was a long time ago, 20 years ago or so. I can't give you too many details to protect the guilty. But I once wrote a very beautiful, quite frankly, essay. Now, not all of my essays are beautiful. I've gotten I've done some crummy things. Uh, I've gotten a, a, a C, a C plus, a D. I've even failed stuff. I had to go to summer school. I did all kinds of. But I really poured my heart and soul into this thing. And I got an A plus, even though it didn't really happen in school. I'm just kind of I got I, I got to change the story a little bit to throw you off. Because there are people who will be very intrigued by some of this information. And I don't want them bothering me. So anyway, I do that. I feel so good about it. I felt so good about the work that I did. Six hours later, all of that work is stolen from me and somebody adopts it as their own. What? Did I just hear? Yes. That person copied my work and used it as their own. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And I talk to everybody I know, my friends, family member, you know, what am I, can you believe this? I can't believe this. I'm going to, I'm going to turn the guy in. They all said, don't do it. Don't turn him in. No, it'll only make you look bad. Now they were right to a point. Would I have looked bad if I turned the guy in? You know what? I don't even care anymore. I wish I had. Uh, when you see something that's wrong, you got to take action. I don't buy this whole mafia thing. You know, a rat. A rat will do anything to survive. No. If you, don't, if you see something bad and you look the other way, you're encouraging it. And in some cases, not this one, but you're, you could find yourself just as guilty as the person who did it. you got to get involved. I don't want to get involved. you got to get involved. Especially if you're the aggrieved party. Me. I should have said something, but I didn't. I still carry that around with me to this day because it was my work that was stolen. Nobody else. My friend who told me, yeah, just leave it alone. Don't don't make a big deal out of it. They didn't work all day and night on that thing and get it stolen. 
and somebody, no effort whatsoever, just copied it? Uh-uh, uh-uh. So Donald Trump is the one who put his ass on the line in 2015, 2016, every day as president, and ran again. And yes, I do believe, I do believe there was all kinds of hanky-panky in that election. The same media that created Russia collusion, that gave the Democrats cover for those two ridiculous impeachments, that told us Trump could never win. I mean, all those things. All told us there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq who had no clue about 9-11, all the things. Now we're supposed to believe him that the election was fine? But anyway, forget all that. He's closer to it than, than we are. You know, the media, they also never give the guy credit. They never realize that, you know what? As the president, as the former president, as a billionaire, he may have access to information streams that we don't. The president said without evidence that... Shut up. Up, he's the president. He is the president. He hears things, he sees things, he knows things, and that's kind of the way it's supposed to be. Some nerd from uh, ABC News Online TV edition, online edition. They got this twenty-four hour streaming thing. Everybody on it is some twenty-four-year-old girl that some executive likes. The president. President Trump said without evidence today. Here's somebody. Did I play you this worry wart yesterday? She's great. This is She speaks for the fake news. She was so upset. Wait, where do we have that worry wart? Um, she watches the Trump rally, and she's so scared by what she saw. I mean, she's really, really scared. Cut 44, please. Rally last night, Caroline. You were watching this rally and you were horrified. You were posting about it on Twitter. What stood out to you about the rally when it comes to disinformation? Well, you know, he was uh, Donald Trump was was more uh, defiant and and more forward with this this disinformation about <gasps> the election. You know, claiming that he hadn't really lost the election, um, and and really just doubling down on on the lies that have caused so much trouble, trouble. over the past you know year and a half and I, I, last night i i heard him you know more forcefully put those lies out there than i than i've heard since january 6th and i think it's it's scary and i think we should be paying attention um as you know as a sign of things to come oh my goodness now i think she is genuinely scared I think she's also genuinely scared of her toaster oven, okay? She's a very nervous person. But they're all like that. They all, Trump just kind of troubled them so. His demeanor, his presence, his uh, not playing by their rules. It's very amusing, actually. Very amusing. Hey, Mike in East Meadow. Is this Mike the truck driver? No, it's Mike in East Meadow. Mike in East Meadow. I well, oh, what do you? Uh, all right, so you're not the uh, truck driver. All right, what do you? What, what do you do out there, Mike? I'm a retired uh, police officer. Well, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, pal? Uh, I wanted to talk about Como. You mentioned Como about uh, you know I didn't like the guy either, but I think what happened to him was a disgrace because everything they charged him with was hearsay, and like you said, like you, like you said, it could, that could come for anybody. Would well, hearsay like that? Hey, Mike. I mean, like I said, I had no use. I had no use for the guy, but uh, I think he was treated rather poorly. But uh, his politics sucked. I hated it. 
no, totally, Mike. You know, I, look, I'm glad, quite frankly, you see the wisdom in what I'm talking about. I mean, you know, you may not like the guy, but if he can go down for that, anybody can go down for that. And that's not right. That's not the American way. And we've got to uh, not let that happen. What else is going on out there? Uh, where'd you work as a cop? Uh, in Westchester, in, the, in, the, in one of the cities up in Westchester. All right, very good. It sounds like you're in the car. Yeah, I'm in the car. Well, I wanted to tell you, when I worked in the, in the, in the, it was the city of White Plains, I worked in the housing projects, and we used to do surveys periodically of the condition of the housing projects. And every time we did a survey, it was a disaster. Doors off the hinges, windows broken, mailboxes pulled out, uh, elevators, a disaster. So, I mean, I guarantee if you walked into any project in the city today, those conditions are going to exist again. Why do you think that is? I think the people that live there, not all of them, but some, you know, the 10 percenters have no vested interest in the where they live. It's not theirs and they, they don't care about it. There's a lot of good people there, but there's a lot of a lot of weasels. Yeah, there are some weasels out there. And 10 uh, percent. I think that you're about right on the figure. Mike, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. What's the deal? It's uh, all right. Good. Um, Brian in Long Island. Hello, sir. Yo. All right, put him on hold. Hey, one quick thing. If you want to get back into shape, this is not a commercial, by the way. So um, Jordan Peterson said, compare yourself not to anyone else. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. And about, what year is it, 2022? Four years ago, four years ago this month, I decided I want to become a runner again. Uh, I had some important meetings coming up. I wanted to lose some weight. So the very first time I went out and ran... I ran for a half mile for an eight-minute pace and uh, damn near killed me. But I went a little bit faster, a little bit farther every single day. And in a couple of months, I was down to seven-minute miles. So I'm trying the same thing all over again. Today was day one. I did it. I'm doing it a little bit differently. Today, I did a one mile. I went out for one mile. Quite frankly, it felt great. I did a 10-minute mile. That's not fast, but it felt great. And tomorrow I'll do 1.1 miles. And then after that I'll do 1.2. And I'll keep going. I don't care. I see all these guys out there with their fancy shorts and uh, they all look like they're uh, Frank Shorter or uh, Bill Rogers. Remember those guys? They just look like these sleek machines born to run. I am not one of those guys, but I do not care. I do care, though, that tomorrow I'll be a little bit faster and a li- go a little bit farther than I did today. And with that little mantra, and with God on your side, there ain't nothing you can't do. I shall be right back. So the financial fallout from COVID-19 is about to hit home. To pay for mountains and federal aid, the government has printed massive amounts of money, dramatically weakening the U.S. dollar. According to some of the brightest minds on Wall Street, your money is about to hit a wall. That means inflation, reduced purchasing power, a shrinking portfolio. Mass money printing is a currency killer, and China could not be happier. Call now for a free copy of The Dollar's Last Stand. Learn about debt cycles, hyperinflation, and the dollar's expiration date. Yes, there is one. The Chinese virus has crushed the American dollar. Please don't let it crush you. The world's largest hedge fund says diversify right now. And, oh, by the way, you could qualify for $5,000 of gold credit. The number is one 888 
888-993-9332. Get that free copy of The Dollar's Last Stand, a great book. See if you qualify again to trade your paper bucks for solid gold. For that $5,000 gold credit, the number 1-888-993-9332. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. So remember, and you got to, like I got to, get better at evaluating election 2020 stuff. Because they'll say, well, what evidence? What evidence? Without evidence, he says that there's all kinds of evidence. Now, I'm just starting here with the circumstantial evidence. By the way, when Trump said this on Saturday, and this has been observed even by the fake news, He's on to something. Cut 50, please. By the way, and we did have tremendous success. You know, did you ever hear some of the little the little uh, things where they analyze elections? If you win Ohio and Florida, you always win. We won Ohio and Florida. But if you win Ohio and Florida and Iowa, and we won big, all of them, then 100 percent. If you win a certain number of states having to do with legislatures and state, we want all of them, every one of them. There's like 15 of them, different, different little tests. And we want them all. The only thing we didn't win was the election, you know. But I'll tell you what, if you look at 10 o'clock in the evening on election night, you look at Pennsylvania, you look at all of these different states, and we won those elections, we won them big. And we just, and you know what it is? We can't let them get away with it. We just can't. We can't let them get away with it. Here are some of those tests, by the way. Joe Biden, who was a weak, very unextraordinary candidate for the Democratic nomination, ultimately got it. A lot of people quit overnight. He's the nominee. 80 million votes. Really? The more, more, more votes than anybody ever. Remember those little circles? Remember how he stayed in the basement? Even the fake news kept writing about where is Joe Biden? The disappearing candidate goes away for days, weeks at a time during the campaign. I remember this well. I'm like, how could this guy be running for president? He's, I, he, it seemed like he had given up. I thought that he had given up or he knew something. When Joe Biden actually said out loud, we created the largest voter fraud organization ever, I think he really meant it. Some people say it was a verbal slip, but he said that out loud. We have created the largest voter fraud organization ever. I think he had some tricks up his sleeve. Trump is right. Iowa, Ohio, Florida. He won all of those, yet lost the entire election. You know the last time that happened? 60 years ago. Richard Nixon. How about this? Joe Biden, 80 million votes. No coattails. Absolutely zero coattails. Democrats lose everywhere. Everywhere. This is uh, Abigail Spanberger, member of Congress, Democrat, former CIA agent. This is the day after the election. She's like, oh, my God, we got hammered here. We got totally screwed. This is not the kind of thing. This is not the kind of conversation that happens the day after your guy gets 80 million votes. Cut 51. Looks that way, by the way. 
She said it like it was so unique and so special. I guess in the private sector, it kind of is. In the military, we did after action reports all the time. I started doing that like after a show. I'm like, all right, we screwed this up. We screwed that up. They looked at me like I was like a lunatic. How dare you talk about our mistakes? I'm like, well, that's how we fix them for next time. No, 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 no. Don't have such a conversation. I'm not talking about my present situation, but previous situations. I noticed a great deal of resistance to honest and complete discussions about the performance of, well, any enterprise. You just, no, you're not, everybody's playing politics all the time. Morty is on the phone. Uh, Hello, you're from Jersey. Hi, sir. Yeah, hi. Now I'm really interested in what he's talking about. (laughs) What? I'm really interested in talking about, uh, you know, I mean, they, they, uh, Crowder did that thing where he hired people to go to the addresses on the voter rolls and they were empty lots, uh, corner, corner posts with no addresses there. These where people live that voted. All kinds of hijinks. What's up? Anything else on your mind? Uh, what do you want to talk about? I got a note here that you said you had uh, something to say about Jordan Peterson. Oh, yeah. Well, that was from before. I figured. All right, Morty. I got to go. They're playing the music. Thanks. See you later. Morty's acting like he's the next guest on the show. Usually they got a point to me. What do you want to talk to me? I don't know. I know your name is Morty. I guess that would have been a question. Is Morty short for Mortimer? Who's a Mortimer? Mortimer. Back to school with Rodney Dangerfield. I think his character was Mortimer. Is it time to go? It's time to go. I'll see you tonight on Newsmax at 7. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.